Hello everybody, how are we all doing? Happy Sunday people, I hope everyone is doing so well, I hope you all had fabulous weeks. I have, um, I had yet another leaving party for some of my friends going travelling on Friday. I've literally got so many now that are all across the world, it is crazy and a little bit depressing. Uh, I feel like I was saying on Friday, like I feel like I'm at the age where all of my friends are either buying a house, going travelling or running some type of marathon. I'm not doing any of those things. <laughs> so yeah, so my entire day yesterday it was just spent very hungover, like very hungover. And to make matters worse, I had, oh, just like my entire family around with all of the kids. There were so many screaming children in my house yesterday. And I honestly think that the absolute worst thing for a hangover is having your family around. <laughs> like when all you want to do is just rot in bed and watch trashy TV that you've got screaming cousins, screaming nieces and nephews. <laughs> um, I did actually have to take myself off and just go and nap. But anyway, enough about that. We're here now. Over the hangover now, finally. So um, I wanted to do a bit of a lighter episode today because the last few have been about lessons and goals and big changes in 2024. So I wanted to do yeah a bit more of a lighter kind of fun one today. I thought I'd just spend an episode just recommending a load of books to you all because I love reading and I love recommending books. So I have always loved reading. Um, ever since I was a kid, I used to do, I just used to read all the time. Like I still remember reading all like the Harry Potter books. I loved them so much. I remember like pre-ordering them and then I still remember when like they were delivered and I'd just sit down and read them on the sofa. The Mallory Blackman series was another one of my favourites when I was younger, Noughts and Crosses. That was, God, that was emotional, that book series, but I loved it so much. And yeah, just all the time I always had my head in a book. And I used to read really, really quickly as well. I still do, to be fair, but I just used to just inhale books. But then I grew up and adult life kind of got in the way and I just stopped reading as much. The only time I would ever read would be on holiday and I would read like psychological thrillers. I mean, I do like a psychological thriller, but, you know, I don't want to read them all the time. So back in September 2022... I literally remember it so clearly. It was a really rainy Sunday and I'd been sitting around watching TV all day. And I just thought to myself, oh, like, I don't want to just be like, this is just not good for my brain. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to be, want to be doing something more worthwhile with my time on a weekend. Because this girl on my Instagram was doing, was reading a book a week and she was posting about it on a story. I just remember thinking, God, that is so cool. Like, I would love to do that. And then I was like, maybe I'll do it in 2023. And then I was like, no, wait, why am I going to wait around until January to do it? Like, I might as well start doing it now. So I said that I would read 17 books in 17 weeks. And I think I read 16 books in 17 weeks. And then in 2023, I set myself a challenge of reading 52 books in 52 weeks. And I read like 54, guys. I read like 54 books in 52 weeks. So I definitely got back into reading and I definitely got back into the habit of it. And I think that's all that it is. It's just a good habit 
to have. Good reads definitely helped and that the, the reading challenge that they've got definitely helped as well because it kind of gamified it. So you can go on there when you've got this challenge and it will tell you if you're two books ahead of schedule, one book ahead of schedule, behind schedule. And yeah, just turn it into a bit of a game which always works with me, but gamification is just the way that I, I, I would gamify my whole life if I could. And then, yeah, I just started reading in my spare time. So like, if I was waiting, say I was waiting for my friend, instead of scrolling on my phone, I'd just whip out my book. I would start carrying a book everywhere I went and I'd read on the train, into work. I would read at lunchtime if it was raining outside and I couldn't go outside anywhere. Uh, and yeah, I just started basically just incorporating it more into my life. And I'm still a fast reader. That hasn't changed from when I was a kid. So yeah, that's just how I got back into reading. And this year, I haven't set myself like a goal of reading like 52 books because like, it's back in my life now. Do you know what I mean? So I've set it at like 30. I think I'll do more than that, to be fair. Because like I say, yeah, it's just like quite natural for me to read now. And another reason that I hit that challenge last year, I think was because I made sure that I was reading a wide variety of books. So before, I'd never read non-fiction before. It just wasn't something that I thought that I'd enjoy reading. I'd never actually given it a chance before, but I always just kind of thought, oh, they're boring books. Like, I don't like them. And even with the fiction, like I wasn't reading like a big wide variety of fiction. I was ba mainly just reading psychological thrillers. But instead now, God, I read so many books and I just, I just love it. I love the wide variety of genres and books. I love reading non-fiction, like self-helpy books that make me feel so inspired. And then I love reading all different types of fiction books as well. I'm in a bit of a fantasy phase at the minute which I've never read before in my life but I'm really enjoying it so it just goes to show like you never know what what you're going to enjoy and what you're going to like so you just got to try all these different things and just dabble into them so yeah I thought today I would share with you all my five star reads that I've read recently I'm not gonna lie I'm not like I'm not one of them people that's like overly picky with my ratings so there's quite a lot on here that I'm just going to kind of whiz through. There's 10 non-fiction and there's 10 fiction. I'll do the non-fiction first. Number one on the non-fiction I've talked about. I've probably talked about this book before, to be fair. But it's called, it's called Saturn Returns by Kagi Dunlop. This is such a good book. It is all about going through your Saturn Returns, which is something that happens when you're in your late 20s, early 30s. And it basically Saturn is in the same place as it was when you were born and it's just that's why people go through so many life changes when they like kind of get to that stage in life like they start businesses they get married um they go through huge breakups so it's all about kagi and her kind of experience so it's a bit of a kind of memoir like autobiography but then it also has lots of advice in there about going through changes in your life it's just a really good book. And if you're into astrology, then it's a really good book as well. I loved that one. And then the second one is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, which I'm so sorry to talk about this book again. I know I've talked about this book a lot. I'm just going to... I'm just going to give a quick synopsis of this book because I'm sure that you're all sick of me talking about this bloody book. But please read it. Please read it. It's so good. Brene Brown is just... Oh, just so inspiring. She is a sociologist, soci sociologist, and like a researcher 
into, she calls herself a shame researcher, which sounds quite scary, but she does lots of research into, yeah, like why we feel shame when we feel vulnerable. And this book is all about leaning into the vulnerability that we feel. Oh, there's just so, there's just so many good quotes in it. I could literally talk about this book all day long but I'm not going to because I already have but honestly please do yourself a favor and read this book the next one is called Big Magic by Liz Gilbert this book was great it's all about living a creative life and being creative now I don't think that it's only for creative people like I don't think that it's for people that are pursuing creative careers that's the whole point of the book like she says it very early on at the start it is you know anyone can be creative and we've been told as a society that you have to be good at something in order to be creative which is just a load of lies basically because we are all creative as human beings we are all creative and we all appreciate creativity we all kind of come out of ourselves it's a way to connect with our spirituality I think is being creative and she tells this story that really stuck in my mind and it's about one of her friends who was like just really unhappy with her life she was getting to I think she was getting to like 40 or she was in her mid 40s she was working all the time she was married with her kids and she had like her life was just a bit boring like she just wasn't very happy and she'd always loved ice skating when she was younger but she wasn't good enough to be in the Olympics. So she just quit because she thought, like, well, if you're not going to be the best, then why bother with it? And then she rediscovered ice skating when she was, yeah, like in her mid-40s. And she was just skating around. She just started going for like an hour twice a week before work. And it just completely changed her life. Like She was just really happy again because she was doing something just just for the sake of doing it she was living creatively she was doing something that she found fun and she was doing something for her and inner child and yeah that story just really stuck with me because she didn't like quit her job to become an olympic ice skater or anything like that she just started going because she just enjoyed it and that's why one of my new year's resolutions is to pick up some sort of creative hobby that I can do just because I enjoy it not because I'm going to try and get anything out of it like if anything I want it to be something that I'm really not good at so that I am literally just doing it because I enjoy it and because it's just a good excuse to be creative okay my next one is called in the dream house that's by I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation is karma maria machado this was such an interesting book so it's actually a memoir so it's non-fiction it's all about this author's life and her experiences with a abusive relationship I've never read a book that's written like this before each chapter is written in a different style so it's like there's in the dream house as um a limerick or in the dream house as like a fairy tale every single chapter is written in like a different format and the story as well is just so heartbreaking like you can't I can't like when I was reading it it's just like I couldn't believe that it actually happened and that it wasn't just like a story that she's made up and then all the way kind of weaved throughout the story is all of these facts about the history of 
abuse in lesbian relationships and how it's been kind of ignored and pushed down by the legal system and oh it's just it's just such a heartbreaking book but it's so good so easy to read I think I literally read it in like two days because it was I literally I just couldn't put it down and because the chapters are so short as well it makes you just want to keep reading and then the next one is called Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Album. And again, just another beautiful, beautiful book. So this is, again, a true story. And it is told from Mitch's perspective. And basically, he his old uni professor got the Lou Gehrig's disease. So he knew that he was going to die. And Mitch got back in contact with him because of it and would go around to his house and then Maury would, Maury's the uh, the professor, he would give all of this insight into what it was like, what it's like to be dying and to know that, you know, your life's coming to an end and all the things that you think about. And yeah, it's a very short book, but it's like, it serves as like a reminder to live your life while you're healthy and while you can, because all of us are not to sound morbid but all of us have an expiration date and we can sometimes forget that I think we live like we're gonna live forever so we take things for granted and we take the people that we love for granted yeah it's just a good and very sad reminder that tomorrow isn't guaranteed oh the next one this was this is this is a great book the next one was is um notes on heartbreak by Annie Lord I read this book right after a breakup and this book, it's like a stream of consciousness that Annie writes just after she's broken up her boyfriend. So she, it's literally from like the day they break up, uh, like what happens after that, what she thinks after that. It's like a personal journal almost. When I say <laughs> that it was a weird experience reading this after a breakup, because I was reading it and I was like, I feel like I'm just reading my own diary. Like I'm just reading my own thoughts. It was really scary. But also like a really good reminder that everyone everyone kind of goes through the same things. Everyone thinks the same things. Oh, it was just just such a good book. And it made me so obsessed with Annie Lord as well. Like I went for a phase where I was just listening to every podcast she was on. I um, subscribed to her uh, uh, column on Vogue. I think it's Vogue. I think it's Vogue. Pretty sure it's Vogue. Yeah, I followed her on Instagram. I was actually just obsessed with her for a while because it's just it's so real like it's she literally holds nothing back in this book about yeah just about like how she kind of deals with the breakup and deals with her ex and everything oh it was just um such a good book but yeah just a really really like surreal experience and then the next one is crying in hmart by michelle zauner again just such a heartbreaking book so this is a this again it's another memoir and it's about Michelle and her mother who didn't have a very good relationship when Michelle was growing up. But then all of a sudden her mum gets um, a terminal illness. So she has to go home and take care of her. And it's all about their relationship. Yeah, how they are with each other, like when her mum is dying. And it's just it's just absolutely heart-wrenching, that book. But just, oh, just such a beautiful book. The next one is um, Conversations on Love by Natasha Lunn. So Natasha's got a column in, I don't know what, magazine. I know she's got some kind of column where she interviews people about their love lives. 
And this book is a collection of those interviews and Natasha's own story about meeting her husband, her now husband and like conceiving a child with them um, is woven through as well. And it's split into three sections of the book. So it's finding love, keeping love and then losing love. So either like breaking up someone or them dying. And yeah, again, just really beautiful book. All of the interviews are really, it's really interesting to get other people's perspective on on love and what love is and what love means. There's lots of really, um, really good stories in there as well. It's really beautiful stories. So yeah, that was, that was a great book. I love that book. My next one is 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Wiest. That is, that's a, it's a chunky book. It's, I think it's like 800 to 1,000 pages. I'm not sure. Maybe not 1,000. I might be over-egging that. But it is a chunky book. And it's, as the title would suggest, a collection of essays that Brianna has written over the years. It's all about our mindset and how we think and how that kind of affects everything that we do um, in our day-to-day lives. It affects how we perceive things, how we perceive other people, how we perceive ourselves. And it's got lots of advice on how to change your mindset. There's some real kind of, there's some real interesting nuggets of information in this book. It's one of those books that I think I want to read like almost every year because I just want to, I feel like I've forgotten a lot of the stuff now. So I really want to go back and reread it at some point. But it's also one of the ones where you can just kind of fold down the pages of the things that you want to come back to. So you can always keep like flicking through it. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely a book that like I wouldn't lend it to anyone because I feel like it's a book that you have to buy the hard copy for yourself so that you can kind of flick through it whenever you want to. But yeah, such an interesting book. And some of the things that she writes about have just stuck in my head for a very long time. And the final non-fiction recommendation is An Oldie But A Goldie, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. This was the first non-fiction book that I ever read, I think. Uh, it's such a good book. It's very, it's a, it's a feminist book. And it's all about how, as women, we've been pushed down. She uses the metaphor of a, I think it was like a leopard in the zoo that she saw. And the leopard was, you know, it's a, it's a wild animal, it's a wild beast. It could, it could kill everyone if it wanted to but because it's just lived its life in captivity it doesn't know what else is out there so yeah that's what that's kind of the theme that runs through the whole book but there's lots of stories about Glenn's life in there they're really interesting she uses that she uses her life and her experiences to kind of relate back to like the struggles that we have as women such a good book really kind of opened my eyes and lit a bit of a fire underneath me I think So now I'm going to go through the 10 fiction books that I read and loved. So number one is I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reid. Oh my God, this this book is crazy. I've never read a scarier book that's not scary. I've never been scared by a book before, but this one literally had me so freaked out. I had goosebumps going up my arms. I'm not going to say too much about what it's about because... I think it's a lot better if you go in blind. It's a very short book, about 150, 200 pages, I believe. But it's about a guy and a girl 
that have just started dating and been dating for a few weeks and they're going to see his parents. Like they're going on a drive to see his parents and I won't say any more than that. But, oh my God, such a, such a creepy, like good book. I really love the way that Ian Reid writes and I've put all of his other books on my want to read list on Goodreads because... Oh, it was just, it was amazing. There is a Netflix film as well that my friend told me to watch, which I haven't yet because the book was so creepy. Like I need, I need to, I need to build myself up to watching the film because I feel like the film's gonna be even creepier and more like mind bending. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to like build up the courage to watch that. But yeah, I'm thinking of ending things. But Ian Reid, so so good. The next one is The Quiet the quiet Tenant by Clemence Michelon. This one is a psychological thriller, but it is one of the best that I have ever read. It is so good. It really, again, was one that I read in a matter of days. I couldn't put it down. So it's about this guy who's a, well, like a serial killer, and he's kidnapped this girl. And he's keeping her in like a shed in the woods. But it's never told from his, so it's all about him. But it's never told from his his perspective. It's told from the perspective of the woman in the shed and then two other people in the guy's life. And yeah, it's very grippy. It was very gripping. It was written really well. It kind of, I like books that flick between other people's perspectives because, you know, you always see the different ways of looking at things. And ah, it was just a very, very good and gripping book. And then the next one is Three Women by Lisa Tadeo. I put it in the fiction. Technically, it's non-fiction. I put it in the fiction because it it reads like fiction. But basically, Lisa into, went around and interviewed lots and lots of women trying to get their stories. And she picked these three women and she literally, like I think she like lived with them for months at a time so the book is written like fiction but it tells each of the different three women's stories and the stories are crazy like what happens in each of them like i I can't believe it's not made up it is it's insane it's a lot there's lots of themes about kind of women's sexuality running through it lisa says at the start of the book she says that she was gonna write about men's sexuality but it was just, it was very predictable. No offence to any of the guys listening, but it was all very predictable. Like like when men have affairs, it's always kind of, it's always the same thing. Like they do it and it, they didn't even really think about it. And then it was a big mistake. And blah, blah, blah. But then when she started thinking about sex from a woman's perspective, like there's so many more layers to it. And because there's that extra level of shame that's added onto it. I'm probably butchering this explanation of the book, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good. It's a really good book. And then the next book is The Secret History by Donna Tart. I think this one is kind of like modern, modern literature. Like I could imagine studying this in school, like A-levels. And I think they should study this in A-levels because it's a really, really good story. So it's about a bunch of uni students who are studying the classics um, in like their American college, the classics is like Greek mythology, Romans, all of the, all of that stuff. Yeah, I can't say too much without giving away the book. But one of the group of friends gets murdered. The first half is like leading up to the murder, and then the second half is like post the murder and like 
what happens afterwards and how they all react to it yeah really interesting book it kind of gives off what is the like lord of the flies kind of vibes a little bit i thought cult leadery like everyone kind of going along with what one person's saying that's that's what it reminded me of and then the next one is yellow face you've probably heard of this book it is so good so it's all about the publishing industry which i never knew much about before reading this book so it's all about the publishing industry a girl who's been trying to be an author for years but has never really she's never she never really got a break but then she's got this friend who she went to college with in america and this friend is she's virtually a very famous author and like from the main character's perspective none of it's deserved and then basically the famous one so the friend dies and then the main character steals the book that she was going to write and it's written like a thriller like you you're meant to hate the main character which i love it when a book does that when you just really don't like any of the characters or you don't like the main character so i just think it makes it so much more interesting and such a a bit of a harder read but more of a, a more satisfying read i think when you when you don't like the when you really just don't like the main character uh but yeah that is that was that was a great book loved that book and i learned so much about the publishing industry and about what it means to be an author and like what people go through and i didn't realize how long it takes to get a book published and to get movie deals and things like that so it was interesting from that perspective as well my next one is okay it's a little life which again is a very very hefty book it's really long this is all over tiktok this book right and people are like convulsing in tears over it and like screaming crying throwing up when they're reading your book don't get me wrong it's a very good book and yeah it's sad it's a bit gruesome in places it's really not that sad that every, i feel like everyone's kind of over egging the emotionality of it a little bit like yeah it's sad but there's no need to be like wiping the tears from your face with the pages of the book people are being a little bit dramatic but yeah it is a very good book it's about these four friends who were friends in uni and it's one of those books where like you grow up with them so it starts from when they're kind of in their early 20s and it goes all the way up to when they're in their 50s but um, I love books like that where you just grow up with them because you just get so attached to the characters and yeah it's just it's just an, it's just a nice read the book it is it is emotional but yeah I, I really wasn't like, I've read much more emotional books I don't get why everyone's crying about it so much <laughs> the next book on my list is The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath I just didn't know where this book was going I can't lie it's like two different books in one so it's all about this girl who goes to New York to get a fashion internship for a couple of months and then it's it, again it's like a stream of consciousness book where you're just reading the author's thoughts but this girl she like spirals she spirals down on her mental health in like a big big way it's crazy kind of reading the reading the book about how much she's kind of spiraling down and i'm pretty sure that it's sylvia plath's own experiences because the things that the character the main character in the book goes through is what sylvia plath went through and it's the only book Sylvia Plath ever wrote because other than that, she wrote poems. So I'm pretty sure that it was her own experiences. That was just a crazy book to read. I remember like 
reading some of that book on the train and then you know when like you're reading the book and you have to remind yourself that like you're I had to keep looking up and like looking around and because I, I was just really overly reacting to what I was reading and I was just like I thought I was going to be like gasping on the train and then my final book on the fictions is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow now you probably heard about this book before it has been quite famous last year I think it was quite big but it's another book where you grow up with the characters so it's about these three friends they develop games so it starts in like the 90s and then it goes all the way up to the 2010s and about all like the different games that they develop and they get more famous and everything like that oh just such a good book there's this one chapter where it's written from inside the game that was just one of the best chapters that I've ever read in my life it was so good and it's just such an interesting story like I said before I love it when you kind of grow up with characters I love getting really attached to characters that this is another long book and I read it all in one weekend it was when it was really sunny last summer and it was really hot and yeah I just sat in my garden and I got sunburned because I was sitting outside reading it for so long so I just got so lost in the story that was just such a, it, that's one of those books where I really wish that I could forget it and then reread it oh it was just it was just amazing so yeah that's all for me today I'm not going to do a, another recommendation because this whole episode has been a recommendation but yeah I hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please give it a rating and please do follow along I release episodes every single Sunday and yeah that is all for me today guys I hope you have fabulous weeks and I will see you soon bye bye